1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties, and he has today's first guest. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. And yes, our first guest is a true industry veteran, Gurinder Santu from Remax Realty Services. Gurinder is a co-owner. Gurinder, welcome back to On The Market. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you both. Now, Gurinder... When I say true veteran, how many years have you been in the real estate industry? That, uh, that will showcase my age, but hey, here we go. <laughs> I started at the ripe young age of 20, uh, and I was 35 years ago. 35 years ago. And so you've seen a lot of these peaks and valleys in real estate. Tell us what you see happening right now. We used to have a, a real estate cycle of every, say, 7 to 10 years. You know, prices went up. Uh, and then prices came down slightly, but then prices went up further up than the previous peaks. Now that stopped probably, I would say, a little over 20 years ago, where it's been almost kind of a steady rise. We've been the real estate darling of the world, um, and and we've seen steady price increases, except for a few years here and there where we had dramatic price increases, which was and during COVID. Uh, in 2021, we had price increases of between 25 and 40%. And this year, we've given uh, a little bit of that back uh, to the tune of about 20 to 25%. So we're, we're now hovering at what, what would have been the real estate market in July of 2021 with regards to price. And many have used, you know, a variety of words to describe the current market. How would you describe it? And have you seen anything like this before? I haven't seen anything like this before because there's so many factors, you know, COVID, dramatic reduction of interest rates to support the economy. So we haven't seen this situation before. Right? What, what I would describe it is we had hyperinflation during times where interest rates were virtually zero, right? His, like historically low interest rates. And, and interest rates, if you take out COVID period, are still at historic lows just not what we had before. So as a result of the dramatically low interest rates, we had hyperinflation in real estate. And and because people knew that interest rates were going to go up, there was a lot of pullback of activity before that started to happen. And now we're seeing a, a, a rising interest rate environment. And so people are uncertain. Whenever there's uncertainty, people go on the fence until they are certain about what's going to happen uh, in the future with regards to interest rates. And uh, so it's unprecedented, the situation we find ourselves in, but it's not, it's not anything that, that there are a lot of opportunities right now in a number, of, uh, uh, a number of the real estate segments that we look at. And so in any market, there are opportunities and there are opportunities right now. And, and that's a great point because I, I almost want to call it the new normal, but it's not the new normal, it's the old normal prior to COVID. And when you look at, what could actually help us get back to the low interest rate? It's probably going to be something like another pandemic, which may not happen ever again in our lifetime. So we're back to the old normal, if you want to say, is it not? 
I totally agree. If, you, if we look at interest rates right now, they're hovering around what we had before COVID. And so now prices are reflecting that as well, right? Had COVID not happened, I mean, we'll never know, you know, had COVID not happened, but, but we're back to those interest rates. And now there's been a reset, if you will, of what prices would have been had there not been that dramatic decrease in, in interest rates. And I like the way that you put that offset with regards to we're back to that old normal. We're, we're back to that natural kind of uh, naturalization or normalization of the market. And, and, you know, we're not at a balanced market yet just because we're in these uncertain times. But when there is certainty with regards to interest rates, you know, basically when the government decides, okay, this is enough and inflation is in check. And by the way, inflation, I think we're seeing signs of, of inflation receding. But when, when things go back to normal, and I think it'll take a, a few more months, um, uh, we'll see, we'll go back to price appreciation of uh, low to mid single digits, which is what's been happening in the last 45 years. The, the cumulative annual growth rate of the Canadian real estate market has been about 6%. And that includes, you know, the late 80s, the early 90s, where, where we did have a correction. Uh, but that was economic-based, where the economy was, was a deep recession. And I don't see that happening this time. I see more of a normalization of the market as interest rates go back to um, historic norms, which would be around the 5-6%. And there are many these days who are choosing to rent instead of buy. Can you understand that decision, and do you think it's a good idea? Well, I can understand the decision because of affordability of, of first-time home buyers that um, it, it's it's not easy to come up with your with your down payment. Um, so as a result, people rent until they're able able to save up. Now, in the long term, in my humble opinion, when you can build equity, if I anecdotally, if I look at my friends and, and look at your know, clients that we've helped over the years, the wealth that they've created over the long term. Now, real estate, in my humble opinion, is a long term play for people who rent the in the long term versus who own in the long term, there is a dramatic difference that I see in wealth creation, right? Part of your, your payments, uh, your mortgage payments, go toward principal, and the longer you hold your mortgage, the more principal you're paying down. So this is wealth that you're creating for yourself, whereas with rent, 100% of the money is gone uh, once you pay that rent payment. So in the long run, for people who want to create wealth, and I can't imagine anybody that doesn't, Real estate is the, you know, and I'm in the industry, obviously, I'm biased, but but it's the only way to go. Agreed. And and, with the real estate, it's holding on to the property for a longer term, and you're not buying and selling month to month, so peaks and valleys don't mean as much. But how much do you attribute social media? Like, we've had these peaks and valleys before, but we've never had this much attention through social media of people sharing their opinions on why maybe real estate is going to crash or there's going to be a 30 or 40% decrease. And that seems to be, you know, almost misguiding a lot of the people that are out there that uh, are taking these opinions to heart. Well, I, the, I think social media does play a part for sure. I mean, we're in instant information age, uh, like, no time in history. And, and now information 
is being shared by people that don't always have all of the the right information to to express those opinions, and that's why it's critically important for shows like this and uh, and and for us in the industry to share the full facts so that people can make the right decision. But just and, and and right now, unfortunately, when people see the social media posts or they see the headlines that the market is crashing and it's going to crash. Uh, you know, this is going to be the biggest crash of all time. You know, those kinds of dramatic phrases create fear in people's minds. And I think the the you know, it's good to be it's good to be informed and it's good to be cautious and it's good to be uh, you know making large financial decisions needs a lot of thought. And and to use a professional that can help you with that thought process is is the way to go. But to to use consume information that that is is using dramatic words to express information out there. I can say the market has has decreased by 25 percent, but but if I leave it at that and say that's a huge crash, that doesn't express how people can take advantage of that, right? But if I then follow it up with by saying that if you are a move up buyer now. You know, if you're moving from the lower end to the higher end, it's typically what people are doing. You could save three, four, five hundred thousand uh, dollars and, and move up to that dream home of yours, which is going to continue to increase at historic rates. There's no reason to assume that that the six percent, forty-five year historical rate of appreciation is not going to continue. Um, and so, when you look at the wealth creation from that, some of those headlines and some of those misguided comments prevent people from asking. And the only people that I know that have lost in real estate over the last 35 years that I've been in the industry are the people that waited and then couldn't afford the area that they wanted to move into and had to move an hour, two hours away and commute to work. Think about that. You know, when you have to move two hours away from your home, uh, from your work to commute, that's four hours, up to four hours of your life every single day. How many months a year are you spending on the road, right? So, so those people have lost out, and and I like to educate people because right now, if you're a first-time home buyer, for example, uh, the condo market is a great market to get into, and the condo market has not decreased. In fact, it's stable. It's been stable throughout the interest rate increases for by and large. And so people who wait to buy condos, and let's say interest rates continue to increase by 50, 75 basis points, which is expected to happen, you know, all of a sudden you're priced out of the market. And waiting is actually going to price you out. So that's what I think social media, and that's what I think the headlines have done, is they've created paralysis and inaction, which is hurting people in the long run. Interesting perspective for sure. But there are those sellers who are forced to sit and wait. What advice do you have for them? The advice I have to them is, is don't sit and wait because you think your the prices are going to continue to go down. In fact, the last two weeks, we've seen a little bit of leveling off, even at the higher end of prices, and and maybe that's temporary, maybe that's not. But but the point is, seek guidance for somebody who's who's a veteran, or not necessarily, you know, has to be in the industry for 35 years, but somebody who's full time and is in the know and can provide all of that information to you and help you make that decision that's right for you. Because somebody who's a homeowner and has a say a townhouse right now and they've got a dream of having a backyard 
with a pool or maybe not, not even with a pool, but a backyard where they want their kids to play, um, you know, and, and thought it was unaffordable January, which quite possibly it was. But right now, the gap between town hall or, or semi-detached even to, to detached in many areas has decreased by three to five hundred thousand dollars and all of a sudden people might not know that 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 fact and are not making the decision to move because they don't have all the facts. So the key is to to find somebody that you trust that can give you all the information so that you can make an informed decision. You know, to get into real estate it's about job security. If somebody is secure in their job and they look at the numbers and they can afford something, why not make that key decision to live the life of your dream? Great points, Gurinder. And, and when we look at where we were January 1st for average price across the GTA, we're at a million ninety-five. If you look at where we are right now, we're still up about 12%. Now, you know, we had predicted, most of us have predicted that this would be a normal year. Appreciation would be around the 8% mark. And as we go through the, the summer lull, the typical summer lull, we're probably going to finish at about that 8% increase over January 1st of this year. Where do you see, if you get your crystal ball out, where do you see the year finishing off? I would agree with you, Asif. I think that uh, that prices are stabilizing and and uh, uh, will end the year about five percent, you know, low single digits uh, above 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 that mark. But again, it's about each like what we need to do as an industry is is look at the averages sometimes hide uh, not hide but don't always bring out the right facts. So real estate is a very individual uh, um, sport, if you will, that you you need to understand the market segment that you're in and the market segment that you want to get into. Um, and and average prices sometimes don't highlight that. but but I think that this year and, and moving forward, uh, once we get over the volatility, the, the mid to long term is what we need to be more cognizant of uh, to help potential homeowners and current homeowners make the right decisions for them. And historical averages shouldn't change from that 6%. Uh, considering, you know, the last 45 years, we've had some dramatic volatility. But if you look at the long term picture, the 5 to 6% is, is, is what's going to continue to happen. And Real estate is the only thing you can leverage by 80%, but you benefit from appreciation of the full 100%. There is no investment like it for the mid to long term. What the current market environment has done is killed the flipping uh, market. And I've never really liked the flipping market uh, to begin with because it's what creates volatility to start with. And, and so the flipping market, in, in my opinion, is, is dead right now. The market now is for first-time home buyers, move-up buyers, and long-term investors. Great points, as usual, Grinder. Thanks so much for joining us for On the Market and for being the calm within the storm. <laughs> and uh, we hope uh, to get you back on in the next couple of months. Thank you so much. After the break, breaking down the numbers. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. 
Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez, and our real estate expert is Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties. And Asif, you have today's next guest. I do, Tina, and it's uh, Asif Kasim returning to the show. Asif is with Integrity Tree Financial. Welcome back, Asif. Thanks. Glad to be back. Asif, there's so much going on in the industry right now. Tell us what you're seeing from a financial perspective. What's the mood out there? The mood out there is just a little bit of caution, but it's about having patience. Uh, What we're seeing now is there was a little bit of a lull, and it might continue just for a little, little, little bit longer, but it's more, I would say, shock, sticker shock of seeing rates increasing and you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom that's put out there in the news, but that's what sells. That isn't necessarily what is actually going to happen, all right? It's easier to sell the idea of, you know, it's going to be all doom and gloom going forward versus, you know, here's the reality of what's really happening. And you described it as a bit of a lull. Do you think that's typical at this time of year in your industry? At this time of the year, Typically, no. It's normally the hottest time of the year when the most transactions are happening or closing. Um, these are the type of things that happen typically after major rate increases or government uh, guideline changes. You would see a slowdown for a temporary bit, and then it's back to business as usual. And Asif, when it comes to mortgage rates, uh, we seem to be at you know, pretty much what rates were in a normal market. And we were spoiled a little bit by the free money, if you want to call it that, over the pandemic years. How do you see the rates right now? And is this something out of the ordinary that uh, should cause a lot of panic? I don't think it's out of the ordinary. I think it's actually a welcome reset to the market. Uh, We were living in a very artificial environment where things were amplified and escalated. The rates were were super low, causing everyone to spend, right? And that's one of the biggest things driving the inflation is the spending. And the the amount of activity that's happened in the last couple of years wasn't normal. What we're going to see inevitably is a return back to that pre-activity where, you know, it's a little bit more of, uh, you know, there's less activity happening, there's less transactions happening, a little bit more of a balanced market. Those are things that we're kind of anticipating. Uh, we don't expect to see the gold rush that we've seen in the last two two or so years in the future. And I don't think that's going to take too long to get there. And how then are you easing the panic or the stress homeowners are feeling? Well, most of what we do now is communication. It's here's what you've seen in the news and here's what it really means. It's explaining when they're when they're discussing about these uh, massive drops that the news puts out there is explaining, well, those are drops based on extreme highs that aren't normal. That's And when, you, when we explain that to people, there's a little bit more of a, oh, I get it. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and then it's also welcome because a lot of people are in that situation where they're concerned about massive drops, but it's not as much of a problem when you think about it because if the prices go up significantly above what they should be and they're just dropping within that realm of what it's been in the last two years, what we're trying to do is get back to what it was prior to that. So communication is a key. What we've done a lot of is 
reach out to our clients, develop those relationships, keep in touch, keep top of mind, make sure we're answering questions as clients and, and, and consumers are asking them. It's being there ready for them when they are ready. And that's something we were talking about with our last guest, Asif, is, you know, where, where should we be? And, you know, a typical increase, a healthy increase in appreciation would be about 6 to 8% per year. We saw increases of about 20, 25%, which was not normal and not sustainable. Now that we're getting back to some sort of normal, doesn't that make your life easier from not only from a lending perspective, but even an appraisal perspective where this is what appraisers are expecting and lenders are expecting, and now we're getting back to that? Yes, it does definitely make, from a lending standpoint, things easier. Uh, we can definitely count on appraisals coming back a little bit more, uh, you know, what we expect versus we never knew what we were going to get when we were appraising our prop, uh, property. And it's a crapshoot to, to some degree because there's so much overbidding. Now we're getting back to what we truly, what the true values are of properties. And that's a good thing in my opinion. Um, it also helps to steer people away from using their homes as ATMs. What do you mean by that? Can you explain that a little bit? <clears throat> what happened in the market was, as values kept increasing and increasing and increasing, you have an artificial amount of equity that's developed in the property. And clients would spend more and then consolidate back into their home by refinancing. We saw a lot of refinancing over the last couple of years. With the with the concern of housing prices dropping a little bit, uh, clients are a little bit more uh, hesitant. They're pressing the brakes a little bit more instead of spending and then with the backup in their head thinking, I'm going to consolidate. Now they're not spending as much anymore. They're a little bit more controlled in their spending habits. And, and this is a good thing overall because we don't want to drive up the amount of consumer debt. One thing you said, Asif, just now was the true value of homes. And, you know, when people are getting two, three, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 over asking price, and, and usually if the asking price is set at market value, that's not the true value of a home or the true value in a neighborhood. That's inflated value. And you make a great point to say that now that we're getting true values of homes, because if you look back at what places were being listed for and even what they're listing for right now, now they might be getting just under asking or just over asking, but you're not going to get that crazy amount over asking. How do you explain that to buyers and sellers? Well, we explain that if we look at a history of what pricing was and if we can pull up the statistics over the last several years and look at the spikes in values over time. Um, this helps to identify with our consumers that, listen, what has happened, these are things that cause a pandemic and other, other influences that have caused the pricing to be what it is today. And then look at what happened prior to those events. Then we can say, well, this is more of a normal value. And it's just about presenting the information. And when you have facts and you have numbers and statistics in front of you, those speak for themselves versus reading what's out in the news and, re and listening to the radio and, the, and, and watching television, which what they're doing is creating an audience by selling something that is, you know, it's, it's excitable, right? It, it can create that the anxiety. But if you really look at the facts, a lot of the anxiety will disappear. That's a great information, as always. If people want to connect with you, just to 
ground themselves and see what's actually happening in the marketplace, how can they connect with you? They can contact me at integritytree.ca uh, or they can give me a call directly at 416-561-1258. Thanks so much, Asif, and we look forward to getting you back on again. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. When we come back, your real estate questions and the hot listing. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions. And we begin with Lana from Thornhill. She wants to know the red flags when considering a for sale by owner property. Asif, what advice do you have? This is a great question, and it's something that we get a lot. And the thing with for sale by owners, they're not governed by the rules and regulations that realtors are governed by. So we don't know how to verify that information and there's, again, no checks and balances. So you want to make sure that you're doing all of that work on your own. You want to make sure that you're getting a home inspection. You're gonna, you want to make sure that you can verify that you know the house has never been used for a, a grow-up or uh, there hasn't been any suspicious debts in the house. All of these things don't have to be disclosed when it's for sale by owner. Whereas when a realtor is listing a home, we're bound to find these out and disclose these. So there's, there's a lot that goes into a real estate listing which gets overlooked or, or doesn't need to be looked at when you're listing a for sale by owner. The other thing is price. Now, when banks are looking at the price that has been paid for a home, they're backing out the fees. So if there's commissions involved and things like that. With for sale by owners, there usually is no commission. So you need to back that out as well of the transaction uh, because the net price is what the banks are looking at for the financing. The other thing is it takes a lot more uh, from a bank's perspective when they are approving a transaction or or putting a transaction through that has been for sale by owner because they want to rule out any type of fraudulent activity or anything like that that goes into a purchase and sale of a for sale by owner uh, transaction. So you want to make sure that your bank is okay with all the paperwork. You want to make sure a lawyer does the paperwork for you and that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Our next question comes from Tom in Markham. He wants to know if there are still opportunities right now for investment properties. What are the basics to know in these types of transactions? Again, another good question for the time, Tom. And right now, there are some properties that people do want to unload. Now, there's a lot of people that will sit back and say, you know what, this is not a fire sale. I don't have to sell it at a lower price. I know the value of this property, and it's going to bounce back in a month or two. So you do have people that do understand the value of their property, and they're going to stick to their guns and stay at that price point. But there's others that may have an investment or two that they want to unload right now. And those are the opportunities. The other uh, aspect of this is you're not going to be paying two or $300,000 over asking for your investment property right now because there's not a lot of competition. 
So in that sense, yes, there are great opportunities because you could get something under asking, you could get something right around asking, or you may be competing with one or two people rather than 15 or 20. So great opportunities in a market like this. And this is where they say millionaires are made in real estate. It's buying low and holding on to it. Hmm. As a reminder, you can send your questions to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? You know, they can always reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just before we go, the On The Market hot listing. Asif, what have you got for us this week? We are going to go to Markham, and this is at 610 Bullock Drive. Unit 511, this is one of the original condo buildings in Markham. It's called the Hunt Club. Absolutely fabulous building, well-maintained. It's an adult lifestyle building, and it's a a very sophisticated luxury building. Uh, Again, one of the hottest commodities in Markham real estate for years. The Hunt Club is right in Unionville. It steps to... Unionville Main Street, you're right at Highway 7 in Bullock. You've got Markville Mall across the street, all the amenities right around. You're like two minutes to the 407 just down Kennedy. You're um, minutes from the 404, a few minutes down to the 401. This is a great location, transit right at the door. And this is an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous condo. For our listeners who want more information about this condo, the list price, and the agent involved, how can they connect? They can contact Susan Taylor at 416-460-2330 for more information about this property. It's offered at $980,000, which is a steal because a lot of these properties sold for over a million dollars just a few months ago. That's terrific. Thanks, Asif. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.